Uh, listen, did you see those videos last week of a Boeing 737 MAX 9 plane? So like it was minutes after takeoff from Portland, Oregon, and suddenly they were at 17,000 feet up, right? A door plug, as it was called, which is effectively the emerg- an emergency door, the size of an emergency door, blew out. So like a bit of the plane fell off essentially. And the plane did land safely and no one was hurt. But like they were flying back exposed to the elements with a big hole in the plane. Uh, So in the last few minutes, uh, Reuters is reporting that Nippon Airways in Japan has directed a Boeing 737 plane to return to its departure airport, uh, quotes, due to a crack in the cockpit window. So you see, I think most of us just decide that look flying is safe and we go along with that and we won't think about it too much and then you see things like that and particularly like those videos during the week freaked out a lot of people it does make you wonder so I'm joined now by David Gleave, and David Gleave is from Loughborough University and he is one of the world's leading air accident investigators good morning David Good morning. Um, just before we get on into the broader picture, did you see that story about the the another Boeing seven three seven? No, a crack in the cockpit window. Is that <laughs> normal, or is that something that we should be worried about? Well, it, it's not normal. It happens a few times a year to airliners. They have a bit like laminated glass. They have multiple layers of glass in the windscreens and they have gold heaters between the layers. So it's a really, really thin layer of gold and occasionally the outer layer, layer will crack. Um, there's several layers still to go before the aeroplane would depressurize. Um, so what the aeroplane's done is to turn around, go back to its maintenance base and get fixed. It's a bit like getting a stone chip in your window in your car. Um, would you choose to go and either return back to where, you know, the, the center of the town where you've got uh, an engineering base or would you drive to your destination in rural Ireland and then wait for a mobile fitter to come? It, it's a bit more efficient to go to the nearest town. So they've returned back to the main base to get a, a replacement windscreen fitted and then the aeroplane will return to service and then they'll get the passengers moved, albeit late, but a bit quicker than they would have done if they'd taken the aeroplane to destination and it had to sit there waiting for the next one to come along with a spare windscreen and engineers to fit it. Okay, so that's it's purely a kind of routinely sounding maintenance issue, but it probably doesn't help the narrative yes, yeah. around Boeing at the moment. So that's right, if, yeah. if we talk about, about the, the Air Alaska <clears throat> plane from Portland, Oregon uh, earlier in the week, yes. can, can you explain what happened? What is a door plug and, and, and what happened here? Okay, the um, new versions of the 737 that they're producing are getting longer and longer than the original version. And as the aeroplane gets longer, it can seat more people and they need more emergency exits. So when they produce this tube um, in Kansas, um, they drill some, they make some holes to, to fit an emergency exit door, and then that's a standard production item. Then they decide whether this particular tube is going to be used by an airline that fits lots and lots of seats and needs the exit, or whether it's going to be used by an airline that doesn't need the exit, and it then becomes a plug. So it's not used as a door at that stage. And then they fit some bolts to make sure that the door can't come out. Um, and they put a panel over it and you don't really know it's there when you're inside the aeroplane except for the fact that there's no window in that particular row. 
Um, and th what's happened here is there appears to be either the mounting brackets or the bolts or a combination of them seem to have failed or never been fitted when the airframe was manufactured. And then when it was, or when, the, when the, the tube was manufactured, then when it's put on a train, dragged across the United States to Seattle and the wings are put on it and various other things like that, then for some reason or other, the, uh, the whole system appears in quality assurance terms to have missed the fact that there's a problem with this particular door. Which is kind of terrifying. Um, in terms of what happens when a bit of the plane falls off and they're suddenly exposed to the yeah. elements at 17,000 feet, right? I suppose we're used to, in films, if a hole comes in the, in the fuselage, you know, everyone gets sucked out and they're all holding on to things and all that kind of stuff. Um, that didn't happen in, in, in this case, did it? There, there was reports of a, a child seated near it had his shirt sucked off. Him, but what would happen in the cabin? Okay, so the, the first thing is if something like this, if, it's, if the door falls out, the aeroplane is stressed so that the door won't actually affect the capability of the aeroplane to fly. So it, it's like unbolting a door from your car and driving it down the road. It, it doesn't mean that the car itself will collapse in a heap. Um, so it's not a structural member. Um, what happens when the door um, blows out in this particular case, and it's the only door that can actually fall off and outwards in, in the Boeing production line, really. All the other doors come inwards. Um, this, okay. this particular that, door. That, that's uh, reassuring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Norm, normally the pressure hold, is the cabin holds the door in place rather than the other way around. Okay. Um, so, so what happens in this case is that the cabin is pressurized. As you climb up, they try to keep the cabin pressure um, to about 8,000 feet uh, rather than sea level that you took off from in Dublin. Um, so you can still breathe the air and move around, maybe a little bit breathless, but basically the, there's enough air to breathe without a problem. As you go further and further up, they maintain a, a pressure difference between the outside air and, and the cabin. And what's happened here is that the outside air at 17,000 feet is less dense than the air in the cabin. The door's fallen away, so you get a rush of wind to equalise the pressure. But this was a huge hole um, where the door was, so the, the wind would be relatively gentle um, as opposed to what we may go back to, something like the James Bond, I think it was Goldfinger or something like that, where somebody was allegedly sucked out of a window that we all imagine from the movies. Um, in this case, there'd be a, a very quick rush of air, so the cabin pressure then equalises with the outside air at about 17,000 feet. So yes, if you were wearing loose clothing, then that could well get ripped off. Off you. Um, and there was a lot of research done in the 1950s about passengers um, <clears throat> in comet accidents where the aeroplane disintegrated through fatigue, looking at how tightly their clothes were fitted and whether the clothes got ripped off or not in, in the depressurization. Um, so, yes, a loose fitting t shirt could well disappear. Okay, but nobody's getting sucked out of the plane uh, in, in that situation, and people can obviously survive briefly at, at, at that kind of an altitude. Now, yes. when you talk about them, that they made the the fuselage and then it shipped across America and then they add on the wings and all that. You see, people don't think about these things, but then you go, OK, so there's a whole process here with like probably tens of thousands of bolts and bits and pieces and everything. And we do just assume they're all perfect, that it's checked and checked and checked again. 
Yes, and that that is exactly where the focus is at the moment in terms of all of the checks that some airlines say, yes, we're going to use this as the door. So the what what one of the theories is that when it was manufactured um, originally and put together, the door was put into place loosely, assuming that it was going to be taken out at uh, the main Boeing factory as a way of getting in and out of the aeroplane and pulling the seats in and out and things like that. So you're taking something from an aluminium tube through to the inside of an airliner and you have to put all of those plastic bits and seats and carpets and overhead bins and oxygen equipment and cabling and things like that in later on. So they, they may have assumed uh, wrongly that this door was going to be taken out. <laughs> but this is completely, um, this is completely <laughs> terrifying for people that somebody, some guy <laughs> assumes something. Do they, are there not like really strict systems for every single step in the, in, in the, in the process? Well, no, normally what happens is when this door is fitted, I, this is what I, I believe that the main discussions are around at the moment, is that the bolts should all be done up tightly. Um, and sometimes people are saying, well, they fit the other doors loosely at um, the, the main manufacturing plant because what happens is well, you, you put this tube on a train, that's fine, it, it gets through to Seattle, but then when you put the wings on it and the undercarriage on it and things like that, the tube bends very slightly. So what happens is you've got to make sure the door fits properly. So they would need to rejig the door. A bit like when the carpenter comes around after you bought the, the door at the DIY centre, um, you can't just fit it directly, you need to move it up and down a bit or shave a bit off or, or whatever. Um, it's a bit more accurate than <laughs> your oh, average God. manufactured door. Okay. But but um, there's a lot of tweaking that goes on just to fit the door uh, to make sure that the seal is perfect. So something's gone wrong in the quality assurance process and everybody's taken a good look at it now. Okay. So in, in 10 seconds, are we as safe as we assume we are every time we get in a plane? Can we continue to do it without really thinking about it? Or is it more dangerous than we think? No, it's incredible. I suffer from a lack of data because we don't have enough accidents. We're getting that safe in Western Europe. Basically, keep your seatbelt on when you're in the aeroplane. It'll save you from turbulence. And if you're worried about this one, then don't. Um, just keep your seatbelt on whilst you're flying. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Keep your seatbelt on and and, uh, and hope for the best. David Gleave, air accident investigator. Thank you very much.